Hi, this is Tim Golden of the Motown Philly Podcast here asking you an important question. Are you a woman survivor of childhood sexual abuse? If so, your voice is your strength and your healing journey starts now. Broken to Blessed, hosted by Michelle Hall, is the podcast designed specifically to serve you. Tune in to witness the remarkable transformation as survivors share how they reclaim their lives through the power of their voices. This podcast is your safe space to find your voice and thrive. Explore real stories of resilience, growth, and empowerment, and discover how your voice can be the key to unlocking your healing journey. Ready to rewrite your story? Subscribe today to Broken to Blessed with Michelle Hall on your favorite podcast platform, including Apple, Google, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Broken to Blessed, where your voice transforms your story and paves the way to a life of empowerment. And remember, life can get better. You just have to do the work. Hello and welcome to season two, episode six of the Motown Philly Podcast. I am your co-host, Tim Golden, here with my co-host. What's going on, y'all? It's your boy, Jason Hall, at you. You heard him. That's the voice of the one and only Jason Hall. Jason is the Motown in Motown Philly. A communication expert, guru, whatever you want to call it. Y'all got to check out his book, A Vocal Owner's Manual. It's all that. It's good work. And Appreciate that. All about Jason is all about communication and connection and community. And it is yours truly, Tim Golden, the Philly in Motown, Philly, coming to you from the city of brotherly love. I'm not in Philly right now. I kind of wish I was in Philly right now, but that's cool. Philly, I might not be in Philly, but Philly is always in Philly everywhere I go and Jason take everywhere he go. So we we are just we are just blessed to be here with you on season two, episode six of the Motown Philly podcast here at Motown Philly. You know that we are all about communication, connection and community. Yes. Also about gratitude. Jay, give him the gratitude game, my brother. Tell him how thankful we are. Yo, we about that gratitude life. What's going on, y'all? Listen, grateful. We we approach you guys grateful today. In the highs and in the lows, we approach you guys grateful today. Hopefully you can already hear it in our voices and you can feel it in our vibe and the energy that we are putting through these airwaves, through these podcast airwaves. Waking up this morning, just wanted to shout out everybody who are who are who was listening who has been listening to the new season who has been tuning in the new guys and the old guys those of you who are kind of creeping in for the first time maybe you've been shared that podcast episode from tim or even myself and gotten maybe got a little hooked on a few episodes that we put out check our new season out we're in season two check our old season out in season one we dropped some some definite gems but overall guys we're so grateful for every download for every listen we're grateful for this day that we've been given another opportunity to fight another another opportunity to be glad 
another opportunity just to be thankful for everything that we have, even our health, um, even the life that's around us, the the jobs that we have, the businesses that we own, the things that we are afforded to do just to give you guys some positive energy and inspire. So be grateful today. If you're not, let me let you know that you are you are loved, you are cared about and you're seen. And we want to make these conversations that we put out to the airwaves something that encourages you. So come back and listen and be grateful. Yes, be grateful. And we are grateful for you all because you all love for care for and you see us true and you support us through your listening through your downloading through your subscribing to make sure you get those upload notifications for just being part of the motown philly family fantastic stupendous outstanding excellent listening audience that you are we just thank you for inviting us into your lives whatever you're doing you're hustling the kids around to 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 after school activities maybe you just run into the bank or the dry cleaners maybe you just put some macaroni and cheese in the oven and you're just waiting on it to get done whatever you're doing we are just grateful to be part of your lives maybe you in your car on a long drive and you need him and jason to keep you company what up though we are right there with you motown philly is right there with you well jay you know here at motown philly we're all about communication connection and community that's what and, we do and that's that's right that's what we do and we've had some we've had some fire episodes on some Hot topics. Two weeks ago, we talked about sex. Last week, we talked about money, if I'm not mistaken. And this week, we're going to talk about a subject that is not an easy subject to talk about, but it's one that we have to talk about because, Jason, and to those of you out there who are listening to us right now, this will not come as a shock to anyone. Things don't always go your way in life. Mm. There are some things that you really, really want to happen that have not happened. And there are some things that you don't ever want to happen that end up happening. And so today, what we're going to do is we're going to have a tough conversation about the subject of disappointment and communication. Now, we're not here to make you feel down or to make you feel bad, Mm-mm. but we are here to tell you that we are about being healthy here at the Motown Philly podcast. And we believe in healthy communication, healthy connection, and healthy community with one another and with ourselves. Mm-hmm. There's no way to attain health at all three of those places, communication, connection, and community, without openly embracing the subject of disappointment, because things don't always go your way. And to, just to illustrate how important this is, Jason, you know, me and you, man, we love We love all kinds of communication. We love the direct communication of looking up facts and figures in a book. And we also love the indirect communication of a good movie or a good story. I don't know if you've ever seen this movie, Jason, but there's a wonderful film called Repentance. 
Repentance. It has an all-star cast. Forrest Whitaker, Anthony Mackie, Sanaa Lathan, Mike Epps, Nicole Ari Parker. It's a wonderful film. I believe it was produced or done maybe about nine or 10 years ago, sometime between 2013 and 2015. But anyway, Anthony Mackie plays a psychologist who wrote a book, a self-help book about how to get in touch with yourself. And Forrest Whitaker, amazing actor, plays a man who's married to Nicole Ari Parker, but who has never been able to get over the death of his mother. And so Forrest Whitaker is completely disheveled. His house is a wreck. He's trying to raise his little girl on his own. Nicole Ari Parker is this woman who was married to him and they're estranged and he's trying to put his life back together and he wants to get back with her and she's standing there looking at him, shaking her head no and your heartstrings just pull for Forrest Whitaker's character. Well, Anthony Mackie is, his life is the total opposite. He's married to Sanaa Lathan. They have this beautiful relationship. Uh, he's got a great career. She she likes her life and they're just getting along well. And Mike Epps plays Anthony Mackie's brother. Now, by all appearances, Jason, Anthony Mackie appears like he has his life together. He's got this best-selling book. It's selling like hotcakes. Mm -hmm. He's on his way to Chicago to go to promote his book. His agent has him going to Chicago to promote his book. Well, what happens is that Forrest Whitaker goes to the film opens with Forrest Whitaker going to his book signing and retaining his services to help him get in touch with his feelings about his dead mother. And in the process, it's discovered that Anthony Mackey was drunk and he was driving and Mike Epps, his brother, was in the car with him. And Anthony Mackey actually killed Forrest Whitaker's mother. He ran over her because he was drunk driving. And Forrest Whitaker ends up kidnapping Anthony Mackie. And there's a scene where he has Anthony Mackie hostage in the basement of his house. And he's reading from Anthony Mackie's book. And he's saying to Anthony Mackie, who's screaming and crying to be let go, all you have to do is smile. Come on, smile. And he's smiling and, and it's real creepy. Just like that look, y'all should have seen the look Jason just gave me. Just like that look you just gave me. But mm -hmm. in that moment, in that moment, what Forrest Whitaker's character is doing is exposing the toxic nature of pretending that no matter how difficult your circumstance, you feel okay. And mm -hmm. that everything will be okay. And that no matter how badly you're disappointed, all you got to do is just smile. For those out there who are listening, don't you get tired of the platitudes and the cliches? 
Don't you get tired of people telling you that, oh, it's always darkest before the dawn? Oh, because everybody's got a theory and everybody's got a way to help you through your situation. But there are times when we just have to sit with our disappointment. So the questions that arise from the scene in this in this movie with this fabulous acting by Forrest Whitaker and Anthony Mackie, actually both of them. And again, the movie is called Repentance. It's I don't know where it's streaming, but it's it's worth the hour and 45 minutes or whatever it is. It's a really good film. And and I just want to try to see if Jason, if we can't help purge our listeners of this false and unhealthy idea that all we have to do is smile our way through difficulty and everything will just be okay. So the question is, Jason, if we're going to be healthy, how do we handle disappointment? How do we, do we manage disappointment or does disappointment manage us? Mm. Talk to us, man. How do we how do we deal with this? Because we know how not to deal with it, right? We're not going to be inauthentic and pretend that everything is okay and that we don't feel bad when we really do. So how do we give space to our emotions without being overwhelmed by them? I think it's a, a great question, Chick. I think it's a it's a very it's a challenging question and conversation to have because we're talking about for me the abstract right um there are some tangible things that are happening to all of us in our lives and i like the way i like how you frame the question um starting off with the the plumb line if you will of 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 not happiness but health i think you and i often throughout the years have made health our our plumb line and I think sometimes we can go astray when we make happiness the plumb line. Because in my in my mind and in my thinking, this could be my opinion or this could be more leaning towards what is what is I consider to be factual. But it, the point is, like, if we go after happiness, happiness can be fleeting uh, and the goalposts, if you will, can move often. However, if we go for what is deemed healthy uh, for us, good to us, deemed something that is, you know, good in nature, positive in ideals for us, I'm just of the belief that happiness will come following you, uh, just like maybe just like a puppy dog uh, following, you know, following his master or his new master or whatever. But I think. Happiness is often a a result, can be a result of what is healthy. So when you frame it, you frame this conversation and what is healthy, it helps to create a foundation of just understanding where we can go now or how we can build this conversation of disappointment. Um, the platitudes, yes, we're 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 exhausted we're we're tired of we we know that they're hollow we know that they're shallow but i think when we think when we come to grips with what disappointment is and i think there's a 
overall maturation and an overall evolvement, if you will, when it comes to the perspective of what disappointment is. Disappointment can happen to us all in many facets of our lives. It can happen to us in our personal life. It can happen to us in our careers. It can happen to us, of course, in business. And it can happen to us in in in, in, in entertainment. Uh, entertainment. Like, <laughs> I'm a Lions fan. All right. Come on now. I, I thought I thought it'd be healthy. Let me just let me just be honest and pa- transparent for those those of you guys who are Lions fans or knows that I'm a Lions fans or just from Detroit. I thought it'd be really healthy for me to divorce my emotional attachment to the up and down, mostly down. Let's just call it that the the up and down nature that is the uh, the the Detroit Lions mostly down because in being a Detroit Lions fan talk about disappointment y'all we haven't won a playoff game in over 50 years I mean and I say that with constraint right now (laughs) I say that Tim Golden with constraint but it's to understand if actually it's actually it's 32 years y'all Y'all beat Dallas in the playoffs in 1991. See, that mean uh, 50, 30. Who, you stop counting after 20, after 20 or 10. I mean, it's a long time. There's kids of, I guess, kids or people have lived half a lifetime almost and not seen a, 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 the Lions win the playoff. But the point is disappointment is something to learn to manage um, and something to to understand that it's okay to deal with like tim said it's it's okay to sit with but i think there is a management that comes with it you do not want the disappointment managing you is to learn to have perspective on how you can manage it because at the end of the day if you're still living and you're still breathing and you still have an opportunity to get up kind of dust dust your your clothes off your proverbial clothes off kind of set your bearings on what can you take from this experience that is positive if if possible and i think there you can always do your best to find some type of silver lining or some type of lesson in something you can begin to walk out of disappointment in a way that's healthy, that's not only helping you out, that can potentially help somebody else out in the future. So disappointment, Tim, uh, it's, a, it's a broad topic, and I'm glad we get to talk about it today because it happens in our lives consistently, every day. Let's just, let's just go there. It happens every day. And before we hopped on, you and I shared some grievances, if you will. We shared some dis- disappointments, but yes, we're, we're yeah. But we hopped on this thing with smiles on our faces for a reason, and they're not fake smiles. There's a joy with inside Tim and I that we show up to to on this platform to give some inspiration. Let's talk a little bit about communication, see how it connects, and then create create community. So that's just a foretaste of what what we're about to open up for you guys on today.
You know, Jason, what you said a minute ago was so powerful because you talked about the difference between health and happiness. Mm. I just want to linger there for just a moment to tease out both of those concepts because we live in a world where we are more often than not looking to things outside of ourselves to please us. Talk about it. We, we... We live life with a sense of entitlement mm. as if the world, the universe, God, the higher, whatever you call the, the ultimate force of power in the universe, we, we live our lives with such a sense of entitlement as though that force, let's call it God here, owe something to us and god doesn't owe you anything Mm -hmm. in in the in the tradition that we are part of if you're part of the judeo-christian tradition for sure the doctrine is that you're not owed anything that you have what you have by grace (laughs) and mercy which is unmerited favor and that if you actually got what you deserve you would not be able to do much of anything at all right so so we have to get past this notion of happiness this psychological state of euphoria that is imparted to us from some external source now Will there be moments in our lives when we will experience that phenomenon? Sure. But that is, it is unhealthy to live with that as an expectation every day, right? We don't want people in our lives to hurt us, but people who are in our lives Nobody owes us happiness, right? We owe ourselves happiness. And that distinction there is a healthy distinction and it's an indication of a healthy person. So I just wanted to wrap this this part of our conversation up in the, in the early part of it with this basic principle that if that you will you will be you are better off seeking health than you are seeking happiness and and let's just let's just put a bow on that and let's just move forward with that as a backdrop now jason when i think of disappointment and i think of experiencing disappointment what i would like us to do is proceed here goes a 15 dollar philosophy word y'all i would like us to proceed dialectically right what do I mean by dialectically? What I mean is we're going to talk about communication, connection, and community, and we're going to talk about disappointment as it relates to each of these concepts with a dialectic that is an oppositional relationship of self and other. In other words, how does disappointment affect it, affect the way that we communicate with ourselves? And how does disappointment affect the way that we communicate with others? How does disappointment 
foster the connection that I have with myself? How does it foster the connection that I have with others? Or maybe a better word than foster there is affect, mm-hmm. right? How does it affect how I communicate with myself? How does it affect how I communicate with others? And then, cause effect is neutral. It could be good or it could be not so good. And then lastly, Jason, I want us to look at self and other in terms of what kind of community do we build with ourselves? And what kind of community do we build with others when we experience disappointment? So I'll start just by saying that for me, I have to be very careful when I experience disappointment, not to communicate with myself in destructive ways. Because the more destructive my communication is with myself, the more my communication will be destructive with others. Right. And other people don't deserve to be dragged down in my disappointment. So, for example, you are you want something to work out in your life, right? Mm -hmm. And it doesn't work out the way you want it. The first thing to do, and I know I'm speaking, being vulnerable here. The first thing I would be inclined to do would be to interpret that personally. And to say, this didn't work out because in some way or another, I am somehow a failure or I am inadequate or I am not good enough. And then I feel bad about myself. And then the more, the worse I feel about myself, the more I begin to experience frustration and resentment. And then I call you up on the phone and I say, man, you ain't gonna believe this, man. Nothing ain't working out for me and blah, blah, blah. So, so, Again, Jason and I have said this before, y'all. We have to be careful the stories that we tell ourselves. Sometimes, which means that some, for me at least, when I experience disappointment, I need to sit with it for a minute. And I need to think about what actually happened. Because what actually happened will often be different than the story that I tell myself about what happened. And if the story I tell myself about what happened, chances are it will not be a good story about me, then I'm liable to screw things up, not only for myself, but bring other people down with me. A quick example, over the summer, I worked on this research proposal. Jason knows this story. Mm-hmm. I worked on this research proposal like crazy. And I sent it into this very prestigious academic press. And they basically, the editor at that press basically sent me back a note. And the editor was like, I don't know what this is supposed to be, blah, blah, blah. It was not a kind reception right. of my idea. So what did I do? I literally sat on my sofa for a couple of hours. I took some deep breaths and I went back and I read the email and I said to myself, this is not a rejection of me. 
this person doesn't really appreciate the idea that I'm trying to bring forward. So immediately in that moment, I, because I waited for a minute, I had a healthy communication with myself that then enabled me to reach out to a colleague and have a healthy communication with them. And instead of getting down on myself and getting discouraged, I was disappointed, but in the end, I ended up submitting the idea to another academic press. And I don't know what's going to happen, but what I do know is that in that moment, my dialogue with the communication I had with myself was healthy. I acknowledged the disappointment and I understood that the disappointment was not really about me. And then once I did that, I communicated with someone else and we built connection and community. Sure. I- Let me say this. <laughs> Let me say this. Uh, if I can interject, I remember that conversation this summer. And I believe you read to me what her or what the individual's response was. Mm-hmm. And I had listened to it. You might have read it twice. But what I did hear from it was exactly what you said. Like, it wasn't the her review wasn't necessary or response to what you were submitting wasn't an, necessarily an indictment on you. It was more of an indictment on herself. And it was on that person. And it was just like, I'm as a, I'm trying to be as objective as possible. And just saying like, what is like, it was clearly something that it wasn't her expertise. Oh, I keep saying her, what it was a, she wasn't it. <laughs> but the point doesn't, it doesn't matter. Right. She, whoever it doesn't the, the, the point was if your work as great as it was and what you were presenting or the proposal of what you were presenting was amazing and you were present and it was in a in the realm of let's just say uh, civil justice and you were presenting it to someone who was i don't know a closet racist <laughs> as great as it was they would have found no value, no earthly value to them. And that's kind of how it sounded like it wasn't. But, it, you know, without those specific terms, it just sounded like that person wasn't necessarily qualified to say, even though they 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 were in the realm of what you what you did and what you would you know need to do in order to like get what you wanted published like that, that. That particular gatekeeper was on was was on duty, but they were sleeping. I don't know how else to describe that. Right. That was that wasn't a great right. Right. But no, Jay, I mean, listen, that's that's what it was. And look, that's just one example from my professional life. There's personal like Jason said, there's personal disappointments, there's professional disappointments, there's there's all kinds of dis- disappointments in the area of health. Heaven forbid. Right. Some of you out there may be cancer survivors. You may be in treatment. I mean, talk about disappointment. Now, you know, I just talked about a professional instance of disappointment. But what happens when you get a diagnosis at the doctor? That's not good. Right. And I mean, you know, you have to we have to figure out ways to 
stop over theorizing things that happen to us and to be able to sit in our disappointment long enough to process it in a healthy way. And I think the sooner we start to do that, the better. And Jay, what, what you, you got something for us? You got an example you'd like to share? Not so much as an example. And then one might come through this explanation. I think what Tim and I are trying to say, especially in this part of this conversation is understanding the, and understanding the ability and the necessity to sit with a disappointment and to understand sitting with the disappointment is not a place to stay. It's mm. a place to kind of sit, uh, contemplate and reflect on what just happened. And here's what's key. Here's what's really key. And Tim has been saying it. And I'm going to kind of put more emphasis on it. Learn to detach yourself from the story that especially the negative story that you believe is attached to the experience of disappointment. Um, it's whether it's a narrative or whether it's something that has happened in the past from some other experience similar, like learn to understand what narratives or what stories you're telling yourself that aren't necessarily true. Sit with the facts that's in front of you because it, it kind of makes everything more surreal or more or more sterile in the, from the standpoint that you can really take away as best you can the unnecessary emotions. Now, we're not telling you to take away the emotions because with disappointment, disappointment is an emotion, right? It's a it's it's something that you experience and then you go into feelings about whatever happened. And the point is to not to carry narratives or stories that would further indulge, if you will, the 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 feelings or the partial trauma of whatever happened to you in the disappointment, but it's to kind of do your best to objectively see yourself sitting in the midst of it and understanding disappointments are all a part of life and trying to see like what can i do maybe you don't maybe you don't even get there yet and just sitting there maybe with tim and i'll talk about what can i do later but i think what's the word tim diet what's the word dialectic diet the dialectic and tim and i have uh, tim introduced a new word but this is kind of the premise of what we do in all of our podcasts like what is the conversation what does that thing mean to us and how does that thing that means something to us on whatever level, how is that disseminated potentially to others? So it's that internal dialogue that happens when when disappointment is at our doorstep. Oprah always says, or she didn't always, I heard her say one time, when disappointment approaches, when a negative or bad experience approaches my life, she's saying in her person, um, she says, what have you come, what thing have you come to teach me? And that's mm -hmm. powerful. That's powerful because it's going to knock at the door and it's and you, whether you want to or not, it's going to come in. 
And I want you guys, and I want my same thing as myself. What have you come to teach me? Disappointment. What what lesson is this to learn? And sometimes the lesson is obvious, and sometimes in the sitting, you might find it more clearly because it might be clouds around it because of the emotions around the natural emotions around it. But I promise you, there's a lesson to learn, whether it's for yourself. Maybe to, maybe it's too late to learn it for yourself, but then sh- your ability to share it with those who are around you in your sphere of influence, your family, your friends, those that you can impact to be like, yo, this is the lesson. <laughs> I know I'm, it might be too late for me, but you don't have to go walk down the same road. I mean, it's always a lesson in the disappointment. It has to be right. Mm, always a lesson yes jay well listen that's all about growth and that's what we're here about at the motown philly podcast is growth we are growing and we want you to grow with us are you an entrepreneur like jason hall are you in need of reaching certain financial goals that you set for yourself a couple weeks ago we talked about money are you looking for a cost uh effective way to promote your business well we want you to know here at the motown philly podcast that you can advertise with us we have three packages that are affordable and that will help you meet your marketing needs we want you to know that here at the motown philly podcast we're available on every major podcast platform from spotify to apple podcasts you can find us there. You can also, uh, we also want you to know rather that we have listening audience, a listening audience that is growing. We have listeners in New York. We have mis- listeners in Los Angeles. We have listeners in the South. We have listeners in the North, in the United States, all over the country. And we even have listeners in the UK and in Africa. So are, do you want to grow? You want to grow your business? Well, come grow with us here at Motown Philly. If you have questions about our advertising packages, by all means, reach out to us at Motown Philly Community at gmail.com. That's Motown Philly Community at gmail.com. We will get a list of our packages over to you, and we will be happy to discuss with you the possibilities for advertising your business here at the Motown Philly podcast. We're growing and we want you to grow with us. And if you want to grow with us, then by all means, reach out to us again by email at Motown Philly community at gmail.com. That's Motown Philly community, all one word at gmail.com. Let's grow together, y'all. Well, Jay, listen, excuse me. Here we are in this dialectic of self and other, right? And we're trying to figure out how we're communicating. What I want to turn our focus to is connection, Jason, because what I had to come to realize was that I had an unhealthy connection with myself. When I got to the 
moment of the disappointment, immediately my impulse was to trash myself with a false narrative to say this didn't work out because you're not good enough and you ain't never going to be good enough. And as you so nicely pointed out a moment ago, that's not true. So in that moment, what I began to see is that I had a dysfunctional connection with me. And if I have a dysfunctional connection with me, chances are when I communicate about that disappointment to others, that's going to cause my connection with others to likewise be dysfunctional. Why? Because I am effectively lying to myself. I am engaged in a mode of self-deception. Remember that folks, there is what happens that's disappointing. And then there is our interpretation of what happens that's disappointing. And our interpretive capacities emerge from what our friend, the philosopher Hans Gadamer said is a certain horizon of our experience, which colors our perception. That's good. And That's if good. your experience is anything like mine and it's one of low self-esteem, then my horizon filters the disappointment in ways that are fundamentally dishonest and self-destructive. That's real good, Tim. You see what I'm saying, Jay? And so what? So my connection to myself is dysfunctional. So what do I have to do? I have to fix that. Mm -hmm. And the way that I fix that, <clears throat> excuse me, the way that I fix that is by telling myself the truth which I can only arrive at if I acknowledge my horizon, my defective horizon, and sort of sort of suspend that, bracket that, put that aside, and just ask myself, okay, you feel bad. Why do you feel bad? You feel bad because you wanted this to happen and it didn't happen. Okay, why didn't it happen? And then you then I look at it and I start to say, wait a minute, it didn't happen because I'm not good enough. It happened because this person don't really know what I'm talking about. Right. And now I'm in a much healthier place so that when I have connection, now my, now that my connection with myself is better. My connection with others will be better. So when I call you on the phone, my friend, I'm not dumping on you. Like, man, you ain't gonna believe this. This man, this so and so didn't know what he or she was talking about, whatever, blah, 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 blah. And, and we can have fellowship that's healthy, right? Right, 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 right. Builds that enhances our relationship. Talk to me, Jay. I mean, just to use that example, um, if you came, like, you told me, so you presented to me the the response of what the person gave you right and you presented it as evidence you didn't present it like man she don't know what she talking about you presented it like this is what she said and you kind of left it for me to kind of hear it 
And then I know you, I know you, and then I know her comments. And I was just like, she's not, a. this is not an appropriate person to evaluate and assess the topic that you were wanting to propose. Like, listen to her commentary on what you, on, on what you propose. It's, it's, it's self-absorbed in a lot of ways. So my point is, if you would have come to be like, man, you know, I'm not good enough. She did, you know, she is a person of, of, of influence on what I'm doing and could really open up a door for me if she would only accept me. It's all me and it's my fault. I got to get better. And I'm just like, bro. And, and it's not to say that we don't have places to grow and get better. It's the point that, yo, she, the, she said, she said no to what you were doing. And it was my perspective from what how she commented on what you were doing. She had no she had no desire, even if you were the number one like scholar in the world. Yeah, a scholar in the world on the topic that you were presenting to her. She wouldn't have taken you anyway based on her commentary. So yeah, man. Um how we talk to ourselves. In a, especially from a standpoint of a negative, um, of a negative way, will create disconnection from ourselves. I think you said something really important. The 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 spectrum or the horizon of our experience and how we see life stands upon a narrative, and. I think it might be the other way around. The narrative stands on those experiences. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you. And it's just like, if we don't understand that when things, when we're talking about disappointments today, when disappointments come our way, they begin to, to really color coat the lens of seeing things in the most healthiest way, especially as it pertain to us and the connection of it all will filter out, is what Tim is saying, will filter out onto others. If you've just been in a bad way, Tim and I have talked about on this podcast where we at times in our evolution and our growth have have come to each other in just a negative way. Not saying I'm negative towards Tim. I had a lot of shit on me, if you will. Like it was a lot of stuff going on in my life and not even understanding how Tim's day was or what was happening to him. But I'm dumping like I that shouldn't happen and i'm not saying that we shouldn't be able to dump on our friends but tim has a proverbial house that's that's created in his head and i can't come in his house with my muddy shoes with all my laundry with my dirty dishes from my house and bring it to his house and be like yo this is how i'm living that's not fair he didn't ask for all that (laughs) so I have to be mindful of Tim and may in and be more aware of saying, all right, this is this is what's going on with me. I have to be mindful of me. There's that awareness that starts with me and and how I approach uh, others in that filter of especially if we're talking about disappointment. And maybe some people are kind of looking right now like, man, when you're disappointed, just be disappointed. Why do you have to think about all these things you can and cannot do? I'm sure that's a thought that someone's thinking of. We're talking about how to manage disappointment. Um, We're talking about how to manage it because it can be overwhelming. Um, 
Tim talked about it. Like sometimes we get a little depressed. We get depressed. And if you from background where Tim and I came from church, like they'll be like, well, you need to pray more. You need to go, go to the altar, do some hallelujahs. And then, you know, do your praise dance and then you be straight. And maybe if you did that and it didn't work, you ain't living right. So you, you do, do me and glue me all over again. It's a cycle chick. What's up? It is, bro. I mean, you ain't and then no lies detected, man. You over there, you over there spitting that truth. Listen, we're not here to tell you you never gonna be disappointed. Nah. We just don't want disappointment to run your life. That's all. And we're not here to tell you that you can't call up a friend when you feeling bad and dump on your friend or say, hey, listen, you know, I had a rough day, blah, 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 blah. We understand all of that. And we know, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't know what's wrong with my throat today. Sorry about that. And we know that bad things are going to happen. We know things aren't always going to work out. What Jason and I are here to do is not to tell you that life is going to always be a walk in the park. We're not here to tell you to naively expect everything to go your way. What we are here to tell you is that things aren't always going to go your way. And when they don't go your way, you have a choice. You have a choice. You have a choice to either be honest with yourself or dishonest with yourself. And if you want to live with integrity, mm. the things that you say to yourself are just as, if not more important than the things that you say to other. So we teach people that it's wrong to lie, right? Mm -hmm. It's wrong to lie to others. Well, Jason and I are trying to get across the point that it's wrong to lie to yourself. Yes. It's that's and that's yeah, it's more important, right? That's yeah. even that's, it, listen, guys, it starts with us. I mean, what Tim and I yeah. are trying to say, it starts with us. It it's a level of awareness and understanding the and understanding how to there's a there's a constant dialogue that's going on in our brains and we got to be able to be able to identify it and to weed out what is what is good what is healthy let's say that that's a better word for me what is healthy and what is unhealthy right right that's right and it's just as wrong i mean you teach your children you in the kitchen the holidays coming up oh man i can smell the turkey and the gravy in the air, man. Thanksgiving coming up soon. Wow. You gonna be in the kitchen. You maybe you making some, maybe you making some some cookies, some holiday cookies. And you tell your five-year-old, don't eat none of these cookies. And you come back in the kitchen and your your little boo-boo got chocolate cookie chip cookie crumbs on his cheeks and mouthful of food. Say, you eating these cookies? No one remember. Right. And you're going to be upset with your child because your child has told you a lie. Well, all Jason and I are saying is that when something disappointing happens in your life and it will happen, you have to interpret it in the healthiest way possible. And that means being honest with yourself and you ought to be as disappointed in yourself if you're lying to yourself as you are if you were as you would be disappointed if your child lied to you about eating the cookies when you told your child not to.
we 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 live in a world where we are preoccupied with externals we live in a world where the self is often ignored right mm-hmm. and it is and i know jason is all over this right mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. is this is the core of motown philly yeah you're right in the wheelhouse you gotta be good to yourself and being because if you're not good to yourself you won't be good for anybody else if i lie to myself and say i'm not qualified i can't do this i can't do that then i'm going to bring down everybody else around me because of the lie i told me we want you to know that you have a choice we're not telling you not to feel bad Mm -hmm. feel bad you know you feel bad but it's healthy to try to put some limits on your emotions right because you might feel bad you might say all right you know what i'm gonna give myself 24 hours or i'm gonna give myself 48 hours to process it and then i'm gonna plot my next move i'm gonna think about i'm uh, soberly and honestly about what happened i'm gonna tell myself a healthy narrative ask myself perhaps the question you said oprah asked what what can i learn from this right mm-hmm. i mean a lot of people when they take leadership classes or when they go get graduate degrees in organizational leadership they learn the four basic four i think it's three or four basic rules what happened what was supposed to happen what accounts for the difference and how can i make sure it doesn't happen again like mm-hmm. right what happened what was supposed to happen what happened what accounts for the difference and what can i do to make sure it don't happen again and mm-hmm. i think that's just being sober-minded right. right and that's all we want we don't want you to be drunk on your pity right because your pity will keep you real i ain't gonna cuss mm. sugar honey iced tea tea real. let me do it for you real shitty right <laughs> your, your pity will mess you up man and and the pity parade and the pity party is tempting Yo, yo, let me say this. Do you think is it is it advantageous for us to to have a plan? A a and it, this might sound like an overthinkers, but listen, you're talking to a philosopher and a communication skills coach, right? A speech pathologist. Like I look for pathology, like and I don't want to and I want to get out of it as best I can and I want to help my my clients um, and my patients to do that very same thing. But so I don't think, I don't think without a plan or without a strategy, we get better in life. So if we find ourselves in disappointment, chick, like what is a quick strategy or what is a two-step strategy, three-step maybe that helps us figure out in a simple way how to maneuver healthy, because sometimes being in disappointment you we said maybe a day maybe 48 hours maybe in some in some realm yo if you got a therapist you should talk to them before you as you as you process in the processing of the processing of 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 the disappointment because that might be a healthy strategy for you and and i and i like what you're saying jason because disappointment is a very very broad term exactly and it encompasses the kinds of professional disappointments that we're talking about here 
but it also encompasses much larger, much more significant personal disappointments. The loss of a loved one, the sudden loss of a loved one, right? Mm-hmm. That maybe you had planned. My my father and mother were looking forward to spending their time together in their older years as empty nesters. I was about to go off to college. My father was about to go off on a on a gig and travel a little bit more because his kids were getting older and what had were basically out of the house. And him and my mother were looking forward to a life together. And my father passed away. Mm. That's that's disappointment. Right? That's a major disappointment. Listen, Jason and I have said this a million times, y'all. We want y'all to understand. We do not have all the answers. Uh-uh. And we're not here to tell you if you follow this four step process, you're going to, because that's falling into the trap that we're trying to avoid in the first place. Right. And we understand that disappointment can be as significant as a, a sudden death of a family member, or heaven forbid, all of the people, Jason, who lose their loved ones to criminal homicide, right? I mean, people who go missing and I mean, that's it. So, you know, we're not here to pretend that we have all the answers. There are professionals. What I will say is, and you've asked this question before, Jason, in the context of other discussions we've had, you said, Tim, don't you think it's wise for everybody to go to therapy at some point? And I think it might be a wise thing to do, right, is to have some sort of professional intervention Again, we're not here to tell you all you got to do is follow our advice because we don't have it all together. Mm-hmm. Heaven forbid, I don't know how I would react or or if it happened to me or a friend of mine, if I went to the doctor and got some kind of devastating diagnosis. I don't I don't know. I mean, my goodness, that's that's awful. Right? Mm-hmm. Or if that heaven forbid if that happened to you or if that happened to a loved one. So we don't want you to think that we're trying to overstep. We're oversimplifying this, right? Mm-hmm. But on the on the grand, because in the grand scheme of things, a professional disappointment like what we're talking about here pales in comparison to the sudden loss of a loved one, or to maybe some pe- last a few years back there was a whole town in Northern California that was destroyed by wildfire, right? I mean, you talk about disappointment and grief and pain and loss. So, yeah, there's a range of disappointments. We don't have the answers for all of them. But what we will tell you is that generally, number one, have access to some sort of professional help, right, that you can get in a therapist. And and number two, I think make sure that for those things that are relatively speaking, relative to the sudden loss of a loved one or some other major source of loss or grief, like a natural disaster, my goodness, think about all those poor folks in Maui, in Hawaii, right? Uh, the, the devastating conflict in the Middle East between Israel and Palestine, right? So listen, the world is big, man. <laughs> it's complicated. Jason and I ain't here to tell you that, you know, it could be, you can just easily navigate through these things, through these things. But what we are here to tell you is that, you know, if it's something, relatively speaking, a disappointment of sort of everyday life, 
that's not of that magnitude. When you get to that level, you do need professional help. But just the ins and outs of everyday life on relatively small things, I think it's important to maybe, you know, ask yourself those four questions. What was supposed to happen? And then what's the difference between what was supposed to happen and what actually happened? And then what accounts for the difference? Right? What does that mean right there? When you say what is a, what accounts for the difference? Like, can you break that down right quick? So, so if I was, if, if I was supposed to get, what was supposed to happen? I was supposed to get back an email saying, this is a great idea. Let's go. What actually happened was I got an email that said, this idea stinks. I'm not doing it. Mm -hmm. What accounts for the difference between those? In other words, what is the reason for the gap between what should have happened and what actually happened? And there is where you have to tell yourself a healthy story. Ah, that's it right there. Ah, I that, think we hit the heart of it right there. You know what I'm saying, Jay? That's where you got to tell yourself a story because what accounted for the difference was not my inadequacy, but rather the other person's inadequacy in actually paying attention to what I was saying. And how can I prevent it from happening again? Listen, I might not be able to prevent it from happening again because disappointment will happen, right? But what I can do is prevent myself from telling myself a lie. So we got communication, self and other, connection, self and other. And I think that the kind of community that we build when we have these sorts of disappointments is a community of authenticity mm. with ourselves and with others. What do you think, Jay? I think that's where, um, where like magic happens. I'm not saying it doesn't, it starts with us, right? This this is funny, bro, because this particular episode just some the idea of of Michael ja Michael Jackson's famous song. I'm starting with the man in the mirror, bro. Is that our podcast? Yes. yes. <laughs> is that our podcast? Yes. I'm starting with the man in the mirror because when you start there in the evolution of the connection to the community, um. I was researching our guest that will be on with us later. Uh, maybe that's the beginning of, of next year. Sometime I, in January, we're going to have a special guest probably around the King holiday to celebrate. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be cool. It's going to be cool. But the thing is, like, when the community, we often, you and I often talk about community, communication, connection, community. But we don't put a, I, I don't think we put as much emphasis uh, on the community part, not saying that we don't, but it's just like she brought out that there's power in community. Hold, hold on. <laughs> there's power in community. It's not so we kind of stop. We 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 do ourselves a slight disjustice because I think just getting to community is beautiful because we are in connection with other people, and that's a 
like-minded hearts and spirits and energy but then you understand what that community had that what that community can do you know what i'm saying who are like-minded man movements can start man revolutions can start uh, beautiful things can start when we get into community so in the perspective of disappointment um it it can you can listen i've been in many spaces uh where family has passed away for example um and it's a sad occasion bruh it's a sad occasion but to kind of flip what we understand death is and how we used to mourn and so so bad and so hard when someone passed away or died but to understand that like death and the transition of life can be looked at as a celebration um it's okay to mourn not saying it's not but lately in my life going to maybe because i'm older <laughs> um but going to a funeral can often turn into a celebration service or of remembrance of that loved one and when you're around family bro when the disappointment is on everyone's face and feeling there is a type of when you're with family there's a type of connection and feeling that is amazing even though you're in the midst of sadness and grief it's power in that community that's right so it listen folks just we understand and we're going to bring this plane in for landing here we understand folks that again disappointment is nuanced there are mm -hmm. major disappointments there are disappointments that are relatively minor and there are disappointments that are everywhere in between. There are as many ways to be disappointed, perhaps, as there are people on this earth. Talk so about it. There is no one size fits all. And Jason and I don't want to pretend that there is. All we want to do is shed some light on this in a way that we can move ourselves toward a healthier disposition with ourselves and with others because you can't have healthy communication, healthy connection and healthy community with others if you don't have it with yourself. So we're not here to answer every problem. We we understand again, if you if you lose a loved one or heaven forbid if you have to abide in the wake of a national disaster of a natural disaster where you've lost everything or God, God forbid, if you or have relatives or loved ones in a war-torn country experiencing famine and, and and all kinds of things, that stuff's above our pay grade. Jason and I just there's no there's no crime in saying that you don't know, and right. we don't know we don't know the answers for that, right? And we don't pretend to have the answers for any of that. But what we can tell you is that for those things going on in everyday life that that in some sense we can control we ought to try our best to control them tell yourself a healthy story tell yourself the truth you owe it to yourself don't lie to yourself if you tell yourself the truth i think you can go far and that means that you're that means not only avoiding that means not only accepting accountability and responsibility where you need to accept it but it also means being not being too hard on yourself right 
So there's a there's a way to deceive yourself, and we have to achieve that balance. Jay, you got any final thoughts? I think as we as we land this plane, like what you just said, that is for me in a lot of ways dependent on community. I have beautiful individuals, beautiful human beings, to be more specific, that are in my life to help me see blind spots. Because I might be coming down on myself and I and I'm having a conversation with you. And you and your language and your the way you communicate with me, you would invite me to see, hey, do you think you're a little bit too hard on yourself? Or, you know, you and and, and that's in certain ways some realm of accountability for me to to check my ideas, my thoughts, and to make sure I have a healthy disposition for myself about the thing that I might be struggling with or disappointed with. So a lot of these things that we spoke about today, when you have healthy individuals around you, can help you see some of the blind spots or the disconnection and communication that you have with yourself that might be affecting your connection, not just with yourself, the communication that you're having with yourself and the connection that you're having with yourself and others, of course, that, you know, you know, lays into the community that you're trying to build on a daily basis. So having people in your life or or acquiring healthy people in your lives helps you to keep a perspective and a disposition that when you're disappointed because emotions are running rampant, um, and things are happening and their old narratives are popping back up. Like you, we want to, Tim has, has helped me out in various ways. And I've helped him out in various ways to see narratives that he might not see in the moment. So having people around you, a community of or acquiring a community of people around you and people, some people, you know, it really helps. It really helps in the journey. So that's, that's my final thoughts. You have any? Jay, all I will say is this. Disappointment will will pay you. It, disappointment will pay all of us a visit. We just have to make sure of a few things. One, that we let it in. Mm -hmm. Two, that we ask it what, what it's teaching us and what we can learn from it. And three, that we don't let it stay too long. That we show it the door mm -hmm. at some point mm -hmm. and say, I know you're going to come back. I'll be, I know I'll be disappointed again, but for right now you need, you got to go. Mm -hmm. And so if we're going to use the metaphor of, of a house, come on in, sit down, let's have lunch. I'll feel bad. I'll cry. I'll weep. Uh -huh. I'll moan. I'll do all of that. But I'm going to learn something from you while you're here. And I will show you the door. Uh -huh. You got as to go. You, you got to go at some point. As you put it, Jason, disappointment is not a destination. It's part of the journey. Disappointment. You can be you can go to disappointment and you can. You, it's like a way station. You can you can stop there along the way. You can feel hurt. You can cry. You can do all of that. Be mad, whatever. But at some point, it's not it's not. But it's not a place that you stay. It's right. a place where you stop. Can, it's can a place I, where you stop and a place where you learn 
and disappointments got to go. Go ahead, Jay. Let, let me finish it with this, and then we'll do our, our we'll do our salutations. Listen, um, as I represent Detroit, you guys know some of you guys know that one of my famous comedians and sitcoms I used to watch, Martin. He would say, "Listen, <laughs> y'all know it. You ain't got to go home, but you got to get the hell up out of here. <laughs> you, you got to get the right. hell up out of here." That's right. Yeah, I don't know where you're going, but you can't stay here. Right. Go. Wow, Jay. That's powerful. Listen, yeah. folks, we love y'all. We just want y'all to know, don't let disappointment get you down. You're going to experience it. It's going to stop by. Have some lunch with it. Cry some tears. Embrace how you feel. Learn from it. And then show it the dough. As they say in Memphis, you got to show it the dough. Yeah. Jay, man, listen. Where can they find you at, brother, on social media? Talk to us. Yo, you guys can find me on Instagram. It's where I hang out the most at Speakers Mechanic. At the Speakers Mechanic Instagram. You can find me also on LinkedIn at Jason Hall, Communication Skills Coach. All right, Jay, you, you can find me on Instagram at A Good Golden Man. You can find me on X, formerly known as Twitter, at DRTJ Golden ESQ. And you can find me on Facebook at Tim Golden. Three things in life are certain, y'all. Death, taxes, and I am the only black man in Walla Walla named Tim Golden. I guarantee it. Take that check to the bank, and it ain't bouncing. You finna cash it. Get you some money. Listen, y'all, it's been a great episode. Season two, episode six in the books. We will see y'all or y'all. We will hear from y'all or y'all will hear us. I should say that's better. Y'all will hear us. We'll be back next week with season two, episode seven. Till then, we out of here like Vladimir. Peace. Peace.